So we're trying to understand over here in Paragud base. Why is it that Klausrel, while they were in Mitzrayim, the more they were afflicted, the more they were fruitful, multiplying? So we discussed last time that the unique situation of Klausrel is that our fertility comes from being more connected to spiritual roots. Right? As opposed to by the goyim, where it's more coming from the the goof or the mazel, the like the battery power that we that we uh, used the analogy last time, right? So for Klausel, therefore, the more someone is tapped in to the Eitzchayim, to the to the um, you know um, wo- electric outlet in the wall, right? The the live current, uh, the more one will have life, all sorts of life, all forms of life, health, vitality, energy, simcha, and also children. Now, it doesn't guarantee it, like we, sp- we spoke out many times, because the the actual piece of appliance itself might be broken in, in a number of ways, might be obstructed, might be partially functioning. So that would that would definitely limit what the, what can be done. But as far as the flow that's coming in, uh, that flow would allow for more of all those things. Now, important point, we are not saying that Klausrel, who were in Mitzrayim, as a result of the afflictions that they were experiencing, that they became very righteous people. They were not very righteous people. They were in the 49th level of Tuma. However, what it does mean is even who a person who is on the 49th level of Tuma, right? When there is affliction, when there is suffering, a person is shaken out of the slumber of just being a physical creature. I mean, a per, it's only when our body, let's say if a person gets sick, a person gets sick, and all of a sudden the body is not doing what the mind wants. The mind says, get up, and the body will not get up. Then the person sees clearly a distinction wow. between who I am and that I, there's a body that is supposed to be following my commands, and, and it is not, right? Um, then, then a person understands in one way or another, I am not my body. Now, where does it go from there? What are, what are they doing with it? That's a different question. But nonetheless, what it helps for the neshama to do is to pull away from the physical. Whereas if a person is a pampered American, right, who just never even knew that there's any discomfort that the body could experience, that there's any situations where the body would not be just right, yeah, so then a person uh, feels like they and their body are one. I am hungry. Once a person has clearly recognized that I am not my body, then when then they will say, my body is hungry. 
right? My stomach is hungry. So that, that there's already that, that gap, that distance between the I and the body. That is, the shown pulls away from the body a little bit, right? Um, like we spoke about last time with the Hamesha Inuyim Anyum Kifr. Right? That that is what those are meant to do. Those are meant to help. Now again, person doesn't necessarily have to take that in the right direction. Hopefully Anyum Kifr we are tapping into it and, and using it to its maximum. But here it was enough that the whole nation was experiencing this. It was enough that to open up the subconscious channels to to more flow of bracha. As to question? Yes. There's, there's clearly a spectrum here, right? If the pain is too much, then the only thing we can think about is like the pain. Right. Right. So it has to be a little bit of like discomfort. Discomfort. Inui. Right. Um, second question Not is, like active torture. Right. Se- second question is, they did they have to request Hashbah from Hashem? Hashbah from Hashem? Or was the mere fact that they were more in tune with spirituality was what led to more Shefa? The second. The latter. That seems weird. Why? Because it seems like it's, um, they're the recipients of benefit without any merit. Absolutely. We're not, we're not, we're the, these people are, are not operating currently with no, merit. We're not talking about reward, we're talking about Shefa. Which is different. Uh huh. Okay. Ah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Like like we're saying, absolutely, no question about it. That tzaddik will be much more tapped in, etc. But on a national level, you can't say well, you have a nation of tzaddikim. That's not that's not uh, going to happen. But uh, on a national level, the whole nation overall was not as connected to their physicality as as they, as they would have been, that already itself is enough to open them up to a greater spiritual influx. Okay? That's what the moral is explaining over here. V'achakach Hayu mosifin v'yimoruru es chayehem mizman shenolda miryum so they, uh, not only was there an affliction happening, but it was worse than the affliction. It was actually to embitter their lives. Obviously, if all of a sudden now the Egyptians step it up into you know, turbo mode, right? They're, they're not, they've gone from simple inui into embittering their lives. That is, uh, why would they do that? That's because the, the Egyptians are aware of the fact of the approaching Geula. The Paro already was now, uh, he made a decree that all the, the all the Jewish boys should be thrown into the, into the sea, into the, into the Nile, right? Because his astrologers, like Rashi brings, his astrologers told him that Moshe Anshel Yisrael, the savior of Yisrael, will be born, and that he will be he will be ultimately he's susceptible to water, 
So that's so far. So why specifically it comes then? Because this is because it's already it's already on the brink of coming of, of the arrival. Shegam Miriam Haiset Sricha El Yisroel Kishenigalu Shibuzchusa Hayah Be'er. So he's explaining why did it specifically start with Miriam? Because Miriam is the beginning of the Geula. And you would think, okay, fine. So you should start like right with right at the birth of, of Moshe Rabbeinu, maybe nine months before or whatever, you know, maybe, maybe well, right before the pregnancy that led to Moshe Rabbeinu, right? Um, if, we're, if we're saying that, that the Mitzrim are going to step up the um, pressure when the Geula is already approaching, right, the Geula is coming, so why is it happening with the birth of Miriam? It should happen with the birth of Moshe. So he's saying, no, there were, the Moshe Rabbeinu is the, he's the, he's the real, he's the Moshe and Shal Yisrael, but however, he does have Aaron and Miriam helping him, right? We have three major Pillars, three major things that were necessary to save us. The mon that came down in the schos of Moshe Rabbeinu, the bear Shalmirium, and the Ananiah Kavod, which were because of Arnakoin. Right? The three, so you see that those three, all three of them were necessary. They were key players in the salvation. So that's why the birth of Miriam that already begins that epoch, that that uh, sorry, that period of time. Period of time? Period of time. Epoch. 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 Epoch is a... Epoch. Epoch. I believe that's what you pronounce it. It's E-P-O-C-H. It's a period of time. Right. Okay, so that is why the affliction uh, began then. The door Shehaisa bore Miriam and the generation that had Miriam in it, Yoser Hefach Lemitzrayim. They were even more opposite to the Egyptians. Shehaisa Miriam. Because Miriam is a cause for them to be redeemed, which means we are a redeemed, we are, we kind of reached a new level of shlemus, of completion, and we're on the verge of breaking out. As we spoke about before, there is a laptop, you know, that uh, is perfected more and more, right? It, it becomes fundamentally different from the, you know, um, brick and mortar. Mitzrayim, Siba, so the Egyptians are something that's going to cause us to be afflicted. Miriam and that generation is the cause that's going to be, is going to, on the contrary, that demands that we should be freed. And those two are opposites one from the other.